20 minutes to 12 o'clock, it's time for an extra special event, Marshy Movie Time Extra, because the Oscars has just done its thing, and of course James wants to say, I was right, I told you. How are you? Good morning. Join us on Facebook Live and tell us what you think if you want to. What's going on? Uh, I'm, I'm very well, thank you. Uh, yeah, it was exciting and it was interesting because... Yeah. Uh, there were some surprises. There were some last-minute kind of shocks. Going in, uh, it looked like most um, categories were kind of set in stone. I mean, it's no surprise that Nomadland won Best Picture, Best Director. People, you know, pretty much that had swept the board at everything. But there was a big question mark hanging over the Best Actress category, and that did surprise. And the Best Actor category, because I think it was widely uh, expected that they were going to give a posthumous award to Chadwick Boseman. Mm. But that did not happen. Uh, and actually, 83-year-old Anthony Hopkins won for his performance in The Father. Now, uh, I had predicted that they would go with Chadwick Boseman, and we all know the reasons why. But I'm actually quite happy that Anthony Hopkins won. It's one of the best performances he's ever given. And so it was quite a pleasant surprise to see that people voted uh, with their heads, not their hearts, if you like. And they voted for the best performance rather than, uh, you know, a sort of sentimental... Um, in memoriam kind of uh, honouring of uh, Chadwick Boseman and his legacy. Yeah. So that was one of the nice surprises. Yeah. The um, the thing about him him winning, I mean, wasn't it at the BAFTAs? He said, oh, I didn't think I was going to get anything. Mm. So, whatever. And yes. Yeah, no, I mean, he's he's eternally modest. You know, he's been around for so long and he has been quite sort of heavily rewarded over the years. He's obviously won an Oscar before for Science of the Lambs back in 1992. Um so I think this I think this was a surprise uh, and it, I mean what was most and, and then uh, yeah I should say that Frances McDormand won the best actress award for Nomadland mm. uh, in a wide open category I had hoped uh, that uh, Carrie Mulligan was going to win for Promising Young Woman uh, there was always going to be stiff competition from McDormand and from Viola Davis in Ma Rainey's Black Bottom uh, and actually Frances McDormand came through so Frances McDormand actually ended up winning two Oscars on the night because she's a producer of Nomadland as mm. well. You know, her involvement pretty much guaranteed that that film got made. So she's now got four Oscars, three for acting and one for uh, for producing. But she did all right on the night. Oh, no. Um, I think most interesting... Uh, was the event itself you know obviously they want they wanted nobody on zoom anywhere they wanted every, as many people to be sort of in front of a real camera somewhere and so the main event took place not at the um the sort of the dolby the kodak theater or the dolby theater whatever it's called in um on hollywood boulevard but at union station in los angeles it was this beautiful old art deco train station that they converted into uh into a theatre for the event and they were able to space everybody out who was in attendance uh, and they were quarantined ahead of time in such a way that at, on the night at the event nobody needed to wear masks as mm. many people as they could get into LA in enough time was able to, to be there in person which I think made a big difference because you know it was going to be somewhat uh, disappointing for whomever won that they wouldn't get that moment in front of their peers you know to, to make their acceptance speech which I mm. think is an important part of it. Um, so you had the main event there and then you had satellite events at the British Film Institute in London. Yep. So a number of people were there. Uh, and then it, there was something in Paris as well for a number of the European nominees. And then I think the other people we saw, we saw Sasha Baron Cohen was in Sydney for some reason. Well, he's, his wife is Australian. Uh, so he was coming in live via Sydney, although he didn't win anything. Uh, and a few other people dotted around. Derek Zhang, Hong Kong's nominee for, as the director of 
uh, Better Days yeah. was not on a video feed. I don't know why. I don't know where he is, if he's here or whatever. But uh, he, he was not given. He, w he did not have a camera. Yeah. And there were one or two others. I mean, Anthony Hopkins, Best Actor winner, uh, was not present anywhere. Uh, I suspect that he's in the UK, and it's a bit late to ask an 83-year-old... And it proved to be a winning formula last time. Don't turn up, win an award. No, he did turn up. He, he did show up when he won for Science of the Lambs. He did. Oh, he yeah, well, there. yeah, OK. Yeah. But just now, amazing. Uh, but, but, yeah. Um, so, I mean, in terms of surprises, that was about it, to be honest. I okay. think I got five five wrong in the end uh, I got Best Actor and Best Actress wrong those two were legitimate surprises The Father also won Best Adapted Screenplay which I don't think was a surprise but I had I had voted for I had voted for anybody I had picked Nomadland to win that mm -hmm. uh, and then Mank Mank picked up an extra technical award I thought Nomadland was also going to win for its cinematography and Mank won there as well as in production design okay. as I had predicted um so the, it was a very even spread. Of the eight Best Picture nominees, the only one not to pick up anything was The Trial of the Chicago 7, Aaron Sorkin's film, which I'm not that bothered about, to be honest. It was my least favourite of the Best Picture, um, Best Picture nominees. Hmm. Uh, another surprise came in the Best Song category. I think we, it was widely expected that uh, Leslie Odom Jr. would win for his song from One Night in Miami, but he didn't, and it wasn't the song that we were secretly hoping would win, the song from Eurovision Song Contest, yeah. sung in Icelandic either. It wasn't that one. It was a song called Fight For You from Judas and the Black Messiah, sung by her, H-E-R, her. With dots. Um, an artist with whom I'm not familiar. You are but, now. Uh, it, seemed to, it, it seemed to be a surprise, yet a popular choice on the night. Um, so, yeah, so Nomadland came away as the big winner of the night. It won three in three big categories. But then The Father, Judas and the Black Messiah, Mank, Sound of Metal, uh, all won two mm -hmm. each. Uh, Soul, the animated fil film Soul, picked the two that we knew it would. It won Best Animated Feature and uh, Best Score for uh, Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross. And I, I think the reason that won score is possibly because the score was just so different to... to, to I mean, so many wonderful scores out there, but having watched the film, that was, that was a very different approach. It was, because it was, it was two very different styles of music simultaneously, because you had the kind of... Uh, the, the jazz piano uh, pieces, uh, you know, it's the story of a jazz pianist at the end of the day. And yeah. so they had the, the original jazz comp compositions that the character was playing, but also that just kind of surrounded him and his, and his world. But also you had this sort of strange, ambient, almost sort of cosmic uh, electronic score uh, when they're in the afterworld, because it's also a film about death and about the afterlife. And so it's, it was two very different styles of music kind of interwoven beautifully to create this sort of one singular but uh but yeah yeah be beautiful score it's, it's, it's a score that i've actually been listening to quite a lot mm. uh, in the in the last few months mm -hmm. um so uh, documentaries octopus that was mm. that was that that piece people have been raving about haven't they that's right and i'm i'm guilty as charged um it's it's on Netflix, so you can go watch it now. My octopus teacher mm. uh, just had me in pieces for all the right <laughs> reasons. It's just a it's just a beautiful film about sort of man's interaction with nature. Uh, you know, it's a very small personal story about uh, a man on the southern tip of South Africa who goes diving in this underwater 
forest of seaweed and kelp and all the rest of it mm. and he finds an octopus and forms a kind of friendship over the course of a few months uh, with this octopus which, which is pretty much the extent of the octopus's life i believe well, this is the thing, is that, yeah, octop octopuses, Octop as I believe yeah. you are supposed to say now, <laughs> um, only live for about a year. And so it pretty much charts the, the entire adult life of this octopus uh, and the friendship that's, uh, that is formed between the two of them. Yeah. And obviously, it, it, you know, that, that story sort of transcends into a, a sort of larger message just of, our, you know, how we can interact with nature and how we should and our respect for it and all the rest of it and it's and it's, it's a beautiful piece of work pretty much i will say this though every film in that category in the best director in the best documentary category is great and is well worth checking out mm. all for all five of those so i would have been happy whatever whatever one there fair enough yeah all right then what else you got well i mean if looking closer to home as we said you know chinese born chloe Zhao did win um, and also uh, Yun Yu Jung, the veteran Korean actress, did win Best Supporting Actress for Minari, as mm. people had sort of hoped she'd become a kind of sentimental favourite um, and the sort of talisman for that particular film. Uh, I think the the category that I think, you know, pure speculation here that might have been some, somewhat responsible for TVB choosing not to uh, to renew putting the Oscars on this year was the Best Documentary Short category, where there was a documentary there about the uh, 2019 Hong Kong protests. Mm -hmm. um, it didn't win. It didn't and I don't think, it, to be honest, following the um, just the season, the awards season and the way the voting was going, I don't think it was actually ever in any danger of winning. It just didn't seem to be the film that actually people were talking about. Um, the film that did win, or the filmmakers of the documentary short Colette, did give a shout-out to the Hong Kong protesters during their acceptance speech. Uh, it is much just to acknowledge the other nominees and the other topics in mm -hmm. their category as much as anything else. Um, they, they didn't say anything more than that. It didn't become a diatribe about it or anything like that. Sure. But it should be noted that they did mention it. Um, and I, yeah, because I think that that was really uh, the motivation behind us having having to sort of work a little harder to watch them this morning. Put it that way. Uh, but else, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, so otherwise, I mean, like I said, it was they really spread the wealth. Uh, you know, all, all of the uh, nomin all the best picture nominees, all of the big films got something. A lot of the films picked up too. I tell you what it sounds like from what you're telling us right now, that the extra work, mm -hmm. the different directions they needed to go in because of COVID and blah, 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 has actually paid off. You, you haven't said meh once. Well, what was fascinating, I mean, Steven Soderbergh, the Oscar-winning director, he directed the show. Right. And I saw a lot of buzz online this morning that he may end up winning an Emmy for directing the show because <laughs> they, they give, they give Emmys to variety performances and that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, so he may up may end up winning for that, and I thought what was great about it, as I said, you know, nobody was on Zoom, everybody was in front of a proper camera, properly lit, somewhere in black tie, somewhere. Okay. Um, there was there was a a, a very noticeable lack of the kind of musical numbers and the uh, montages that they put together to pad out an already very long show. Yeah. Uh, so that was all, that was cut back to nothing, essentially. Uh, I think the only piece like that was the In Memoriam segment, which of course is the one that everybody wants to see. Mm. Um, and what they did instead was they gave winners time to make the speeches that they wanted to make, to talk for the length of time that they wanted to talk for. And I think that's the right use of the time. Yeah. You know, that's why people different, are there. Very different. Uh, you, yeah, you can't have, you can't sort of 
pack your show with all these self-indulgent sort of show pieces and then let the you know hush rush the winners off stage in like 40 seconds or whatever when some of them it's taken them 30 seconds to get to the stage mm. so i think the show itself was executed very well i mean the one other notable thing is that they completely uh rearranged the order in which the awards were given out oh yeah you know that's normally been quite um tr you know uh, it's tradition as much as anything else, but it always starts with best supporting actor, and then uh, it goes along, and then you build up to best picture. They gave out best picture third from last okay. now, and then did and then did best actress, and then did best actor. Uh, whether that was what difference does that make then? Do you think? Well, to be honest, it's it's slightly anticlimactic. Mm. Um, you know, because they ended with giving Anthony Hopkins his Oscar, who wasn't there. So they read out his okay. name and just said, we, he's not here, we accept it on his behalf. Um, which is a bit of a bum note to end the show on, just from a show point of view. And I wonder whether it might have made... Whether they were prepping for Chadwick Boseman to win and, and nice. preparing to end on a kind of um, in-memoriam moment for him. I'm not sure. Um However, you know, that was slightly strange. You know, I thought I'd fallen asleep or something when suddenly um, they come out and they do, they do Best Picture. And mm. I'm like, well, hang on a minute. They haven't done Best Actress or Best Actor yet. So they jumbled it up. But for the most part, I think it worked. I think it was um, a pretty streamlined show. Uh, not too much uh, of the extra stuff that people get bored by. Uh, and, uh, yeah, and the results were... There, was no, there were no great sort of disappointing winners. Because there's nothing worse than the wrong thing winning. And although I didn't correctly guess everything that won, I'm pretty happy, all told, with what did win. And what about people on the stage, whoever they might have been, with causes? Didn't seem like there was any of that this time. Oh, no, the speeches, actually, to be fair, were quite full. There was a lot of um, political messaging about, um, especially about sort of Black Lives Matter movement right. and gun violence, police violence. And given uh, more time... Kind of Yes, I mean, even Regina King, who kind of opened the show, um, she sort of mentioned what, the fact that, um, you know, she was in high heels and had the verdict in Missouri earlier in the week gone, um, or Minnesota, sorry, hmm. earlier in the week gone differently. She might have had her marching boots on rather than her high heels Got on. It. And so that did kind of actually set the tone for the... Um, for the speeches. Um, one of the most memorable speeches was Thomas Vinterberg, uh, who was the Danish director of Another Round, which mm. you'll remember was yeah. my favourite film of 2020, uh, and actually won Best uh, International Film. And he gave a very touching speech about, um, not least about the death of his daughter, which happened sort of just as production was starting. And so he like dedicated the film to mm. her and dedicated the win to her. Um, and also, uh, Yun Yu Jong, um, the Korean actress who won a supporting actress gave this fantastic sort of long speech apologizing to all her fellow nominees, just saying, you know, this is, I'm not better than you. I was just maybe luckier than you tonight. And then she went on to, uh, to remember Kim Ki Young, who's the great sort of veteran director of uh, films like The Housemaid and The Insect Woman. I think, she, I think he did The Insect Woman, um, which, which made her a star back in like the sort of the 60s and 70s. Mm. Uh, so, so that was they were kind of, sort of interesting moments there, but um, all in all, uh, all in all, yeah, pretty pretty satisfying list of list of winners and uh, a pretty slick show considering what they were up against. Oh, nice one, James. Thanks very much for giving us the Oscars wrap here on the Morning Brew. I'll catch you on Friday. Give us what you're going to go and see, or do you not know yet? 
Uh, I'm seeing a new uh, Zhang Yimao film tonight, which I'm quite looking forward to. So I'll let you know about that one. All right, thanks a lot. As always, James Marsh right here on The Morning Brew.